Hello there. Welcome to the 35th episode of the SPS podcast. We've been on a little bit of a break because I had COVID pretty hard for about two and a half, three weeks, and I'm finally back at it. And I'm excited. I'm pumped. I got a couple of guests coming up very soon in December and in early January. But before we get into other deep dives with other guests, I want to go over 22 of the most important lessons 2022 taught me. So let's get into it. Let the credits roll. Welcome to the SPS podcast, the self performance strategies podcast. Unlocking the secrets to success and unlocking the secrets to self-performance so you can improve mentally, emotionally, and physically. The SPS podcast is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator Program, helping business owners and business leaders save at least 10 working hours a week, improve their focus, and make more money. If that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the show notes and follow the links. Well, let's now jump in to this episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to the episode. 22 powerful self-performance lessons 2022 taught me. Yes, as I mentioned in the intro, I spent the last number of weeks dealing with COVID. It hit me hard, but I have had the opportunity to review my journal, starting to look back at my quarters. I review each of my quarters, so it's not like I went all the way back and reviewed January in December, because that would be stupid. <laughs> I review my quarters, and I was looking at the key lessons that I pulled out of each quarter, and I actually keep a list of key lessons in a Notion document, and I have a lot more than 22, but I decided to pull out one from each month, roughly from each month, but the lessons that kept repeating over the year that I really felt like I, I I should learn, and I wanted to talk about them in this episode. But before we do, before we get into each of these 22 lessons, which I'm gonna bang through pretty quickly, because if I didn't bang through them quickly, we'd probably be here all day, <laughs> be like a two hour long episode. <laughs> but yeah, before we do, let me jump in and share a quote, like I do for every episode, a quote that is framing everything we've talked about, talking about, sorry. And this one comes from Ralph, Ralph? <laughs> COVID's still killing me. I'm still not speaking properly. Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, Life is a succession of lessons which must be lived to be understood. All is a riddle, and the key to the riddle is another riddle. I I love this quote, because only you can answer the unanswerable riddle of your life. And the only way that you can answer that riddle is by reviewing your lessons taking notes of what you've learned and really understanding that in your journal, having conversations, writing about it, talking about it, making podcasts about it. The only way you're going to solve the riddle is by talking about the riddle, trying to solve other riddles, and then eventually maybe you will solve the riddle. Who knows? But I love that quote. I just find it funny. It's humorous to me uh, that to solve a riddle, you've got to, you know, answer another riddle. It's riddle after riddle after riddle. But anyway, with that said, and with that quote to frame our conversation, let's jump into these 22 lessons. And, and some of them you, you may have heard me discuss in other podcasts, but let's let's bang into them. Let's go through them. And they are lessons that have expanded on some of my key foundations and pillars as well. So you, you probably have heard me discuss some of these ideas before. If you're a first time listener, hello and welcome and prepare to get your mind blown by 22 fantastic lessons. <laughs> yes. Number one, the first lesson 
that 2022 really taught me was your progress speeds up when you do less dumb shit. The dumb shit that is slowing you down mentally and emotionally and physically is holding you back. Yeah, I've talked about this before. It's a big part of my coaching. It's a big part of what I talk about. Your progress speeds up the less negative habits, the less negative self-talk, the less dumb shit that you do. This lesson, you know, it frames my entire year. It, it's much easier to progress in life and business by simply avoiding the negative habits that slow you down. It's, it, it's facts, complete facts. Doing less dumb shit has also impacted my one-on-one coaching clients. With a lot of them finding this framing very effective for improving results. Because a lot of the times when we're looking to improve, and this is a big trap of personal development, which I've talked about before and I've discussed, but a big trap of personal development is to optimize, is to add new habits, is to do new things. Because we feel like we're doing something wrong and we have to do new things to improve. But actually it's the removal. It's doing less but at a higher level of quality. That's how you actually progress in life. 90% of the personal development industry or the shallow surface level of the personal development success industry doesn't really touch on that. It's what you stop doing that actually has the most impact on your life. And that's a lesson that I will probably talk about every year, every month, every week, every day of my life, because it is one of the most important fundamental lessons of self-actualization, self-improvement of business development, of business scaling, whatever it is you're doing, whatever you're talking about, whether it's personal development, success, development, business development, improving your teamwork, improving your leadership skills, communication, less at a higher quality is always going to be the answer. So I'll spend a little bit more time on this first lesson, but the rest of these lessons, I'm going to bang through pretty quickly because again, if I, if I spoke in depth with every lesson, we'd be here for a three-hour-long podcast, be like Joe Rogan, but me just interviewing myself. <laughs> so let's, let's keep moving. Number two, with momentum, you constantly expand into more freedom of time, money, relationship, and purpose. I'll repeat that one because it's very important. With momentum, you will constantly expand into freedom, more freedom of time, money, relationship, and purpose. Now, I will put all of these in the show notes below so you'll get all these lessons. But this one, number two, you already have all of those freedoms. You're already expanding your freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationship, freedom of purpose. You already have a base level of that. But you you often forget how good you have it in the chase to achieve more. When you focus on the momentum and building the momentum and constantly expanding and you ignore the chase, you ignore going after the sunset, you actually think about what you've got and you're expanding from that with your daily habits, you will naturally get to your goals faster. It just works. Focus on the momentum, focus on the micro habits, stop chasing sunsets. That's lesson number two. Lesson number three. 80% of what you're doing today is holding you back from your next leap forward. This goes back to number one about dumb shit. But it's more than that. It's it's so pervasive, this idea, in my mind. It gets really into your brain. It annoys me the first time, uh, you know, I heard this, or annoyed me, sorry, the first time I heard this. When someone told me 80% of what I'm doing today is holding me back, I was like, surely not. Nah, don't believe it. But it's harsh truth. It is. And it's true, yes. But... One you have to wrap your head around. It is, it is a fact you have to wrap your head around. The majority of your actions each day, mentally, mostly, and physically, are holding you back. That's the dumb shit you've got to remove. That's the stuff you've got to stop doing. But yeah, big lesson for 2022 for me. 80% of what you're doing is holding you back. And I can tell you I've pushed back on this. And that's why it's a key lesson. Because when I hear something that's a fact and I push back on it, I know deep down I need to take action on it. You know what I mean? Anyway, number four. 
Your level of success is based on how high your internal deserve levels are. This was a big lesson for me. Uh, if you don't think you deserve it, you won't create it no matter how hard you try. If you, if you feel like you deserve it, it will come to you if you put the effort in. So yeah, if you don't feel like you're going to create success in your life, it doesn't matter how hard you work, you're not going to create success. You're always going to be below the line that you think that you should be at. But if you feel like you deserve it and you fundamentally believe that into your core and you put effort into it, you will get it. Now, this is a lesson that uh, I, I, I learned at a deeper level this year because I, I still felt, felt like that my some of my goals were a bit off and maybe I, I was basing them on the wrong foundations around deserve levels and another emotional junk, emotional dumb shit. So this this was a key key lesson for me to, to wrap my head around and do some journaling about. Number five, which actually links to number four. All progress starts by telling the truth about your current situation. All progress starts with the truth. If you're not going to be truthful to yourself about where you are with your deserve levels, with your goals, with your dumb shit, you're not going to make progress forward. Being honest with yourself is essential. This honesty might come from data from your past results. If you look back at your, your business numbers, it, it might come from reviewing your journaling. It, it might come from having super deep, you know, hardcore, open and honest conversations with people in your life. Uh, or it might just be super, it might just come from getting super clear on what you want and where you want to go and who you are. And then you actually understand that a lot of the shit that you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. So that's a big lesson that, that I've learned because I definitely feel like this year in particular, there were certain conversations I had to have, certain honest conversations I had to have with people around me and with myself to help me move my life forward. So all progress starts by telling the truth of your current situation. If you can't tell the truth to yourself, you're not going to win. Number six, your next quantitative leap forward comes from raising the quality of your daily standards mentally, emotionally, and physically. Again, this kind of links back into dumb shit. The quality of your daily habits will predict the speed of you achieving your results. The, the, the better your daily habits, the better your micro habits, the better you are in your day and your weeks, the, the faster you'll get results. And the faster you can do that, it will dictate how quickly you get them and also the size of your next quantitative win you know so if the if your daily quality is great it will equal into large quality quantitative wins like money numbers that's what happens high quality equals high numbers at a certain point take a look at your daily schedule take a look at how you're showing up in your business in your life with your family mentally emotionally physically and if your schedule looks like somebody who's not succeeding you can start predicting your future literally you know, so if the, if your standards aren't there, if your quality isn't there in your days, that quality time with your family, that quality time in your high value work, you're not going to get those large numbers, those those large quantitative leaps forward. So your daily schedule can tell you a lot. So you need to raise your standards. Raise your standards, you'll raise your results in life. Number seven, you only risk. You sorry, I'll start that again. I'm still not speaking properly. COVID again, the COVID, the, the talking, it's not, it's not a, it's not working well for me. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep going. We're keeping going here. Uh seven, you only wish for success if you don't have a clear why or a vision. This is a huge lesson. And and I this is a lesson I probably put into my lesson reviews for every year because I always feel like I'm getting clearer on who I want to help and who I want to be, and I'm getting clearer on why I'm doing it. It it's something you're constantly chipping away at. It's something you're constantly building. 
And, and I can say this as well simply, I've never met or worked with anybody who has had tremendous success without having both those areas dialed in. Uh, this year has taught me that I, I needed to revisit um, and review these areas more often. I, I, I feel like I, I almost need to get deeper in them just for my business and for my life. Like I have a good why and I have a very clear vision, but there's something inside me that says, and specifically this year, something inside me said, I need to get deeper and clearer in this. I think I maybe ran on the same vision and the same why for maybe two or three years up until this year. So like around 19, 2019, 2020, I set these whys and this vision and time happened really quickly. And next thing you know, you're in 2022, and you're like, hold on a second. Have I developed more? Have I grown more? Of course you have. So when you grow, you need to then use that growth to set a better and deeper why. And when you grow, you need to use that growth to set bigger vision. Uh, and better goals. So yeah, got to constantly come back to these things. So yeah, number eight, the eighth lesson, the big lesson, knowing your high value and high dollar activities means you don't need productivity hacks to complete your work. Yeah, this is a big one. I, I was a big guy for productivity hacks maybe four or five years ago. I, I've really moved away from them, you know, pompadour technique, batching, you know, all, all this kind of stuff, you know, where you see all these like 10, 10 ways to get more work done in, in, in less time kind of you know, medium posts or you see them on Twitter threads quite a lot. But to be fair, when you're dialed in on your why, when you're dialed in on your vision and you're removing all the dumb shit and you know exactly what your high value activities are, high values like meditation, deep conversations, you know, reading, uh, educating yourself. And then your high value activities is basically the stuff that makes you money. If you're dialed in and clear on that, why do you need productivity hacks? That's the question I would throw out to all productivity people listening is you don't. You don't need productivity hacks. Uh, you might, if you're in corporate, if you're listening to this with a job, that, that's where productivity hacks still come in, I think, because there are there is types of work that you do that you don't like doing, so you use time batching, time blocking, sorry, and batching to help you. But I think as, as an entrepreneur, uh, you can delegate a lot of that work or you get, you, you, you wouldn't be an entrepreneur in a field of business where your high dollar work is something you don't enjoy doing. Like my high dollar work is writing content or speaking to clients. I enjoy both of those things. Now, if my high dollar content, I didn't like doing it, I'm probably doing the wrong kind of job. And again, knowing what makes you money and enjoying how you make that money is, is key to a successful life. So if you don't enjoy making money, Maybe you should be in a different career. That's just a, just an idea. Just going off there, randomly going off. Just trying to keep this tight and get through things really quickly. But I'm, I'm wandering. <laughs> I'm wandering as I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, coming back to this, I'll, I'll reframe it. Why do you need hacks if you know what to work on and what makes you money? When you put your important activities first, life just works better and you don't need the hacks. We'll leave that one there. Number nine. We're hammering on productivity hacks here. Number nine, productivity hacks are for the work and activities you don't love doing. Maybe it's time to drop or delegate those tasks. That is something I learned this year. Uh, don't like doing certain types of work. Hire or, or hire someone or stop doing them. Hire help, stop doing them. You know, 80% of the work you are doing currently shouldn't be a struggle to you. Now I'm talking directly to business owners here, entrepreneurs, again, corporate workers, there might be 50% of the work that you do on a weekly basis you don't love doing, but you love the other 50%, so that's why you're in that job. Now, that's great, you're getting paid, got a paycheck coming in, fantastic, keep doing it. But business owners, if 
a lot of the stuff that you're doing, you don't like doing it. Maybe it is time to hire somebody. Maybe it's time to delegate that. Maybe maybe you're in, again, going back to the last point, maybe you're in the wrong industry. You know, the, the, these things are good uh, predictors of, of, of where you should spend your time. Uh, a lot of the one-on-one coaching clients I have, the the business owners who, who have got multiple businesses making six, seven figures, they get stuck sometimes because they, they are taking on the basic tasks that they shouldn't be doing and they get frustrated with their days. And because they're high achievers and they want to, they feel like they should do it. But in reality, they don't like doing that work anymore. They've like grown it. It's, 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 it's at a, at a lower level to where they're thinking should be for their business. So they really should have people in there doing that work. And I've actually helped a number of business owners come to that realization and they've hired VAs or they've hired new team members and lo and behold, boom, their productivity and their performance goes through the roof because they're no longer focusing on those activities. I've learned that lesson this year myself because I, I was trying to grow on every platform, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. I dropped Instagram and TikTok, removed them, just completely forgot about them. And all of a sudden my writing content just blew up. I was able to write deeper, longer. Uh, it, it really helped me get focused on what I enjoy doing. And that's, that, that's writing and creating content around helping people uh, you know, improve their performance mentally, mostly and physically, like doing this podcast. This podcast came out of me not doing TikTok and Instagram anymore. And I actually enjoy doing this a lot more than I do doing the video. So there you go. Uh, this is my podcast is relates to one of my lessons for the year. Very exciting. Very exciting. Okay. And moving on to number 10. This, we probably have to speed this up. I've already probably been talking for about 20 minutes. I don't even know how long. Number 10. Productivity is about getting work done efficiently. Performance is about achieving high level results. Don't mix the two up. Okay. So this is something that I, I got wrong this year. Uh, getting a lot of work done, getting a lot of threads out there, getting a lot of content out there, but they weren't getting me the results. Performance is about achieving results. So when I readjusted how I was working and how I was talking and how I was creating my work and focused on the result of getting clients, of helping people win, that's when I saw a big difference this year. I can tell you the first half of my year, I was doing a more gen general generic Twitter threads. Yeah, I was getting likes and followers, but they, they weren't bringing me in business. And when I switched halfway through the year, I've had a fantastic, uh, for me, back end of, of 2022 because of my content switch. Because I was focused on the results. What were the results? Getting clients in the door, signing clients, having clients get wins. That's what my results are. My results are based around making other people be successful once they come through my systems. So yeah, that's what I focused on the back half of the year. And it's worked very well, very well for me. Okay, number 11. 10x has very little to do with increasing the quantity of your results, the quantitative, the money, the numbers, and is much more about improving the quality of your outputs. 10x, it's not, Grant Cardone talks about 10x in this book, and it's about going from 1 million to 10 million. No, 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 no. To do that, you actually have to improve your standards. It's going back to dumb shit. It's going back to a theme that I'm really into this year. But you make huge leaps forward because you improve your standards. You make huge leaps forward because you do less dumb shit. This means less output, but at a higher quality. You might notice that a lot of my lessons are around a very, very similar theme. And that theme is going to help you make more money, save time, and have a better life. And that's doing less dumb shit, and then doing more of what makes you money, more that makes your life better at a higher quality. Simple. Number 12, one of my favorite realizations this year, a fool calendar is a fool's calendar. Who wants to be a fool? No one. You need slack and room in your calendar so you can think, you can relax, you can recharge, you can read books, you can, you know, 
really allow yourself to enjoy your days because peak results come from peak recovery and you can't have peak recovery if your calendar is full. Full calendars are for fools. Don't have them. 13. Raising your floor is often... Actually, I'm going to remove the word often here. Raising your floor is more important than hitting new highs. Yeah. How far you fall on your bad days matter. Okay. If your worst days look like your old good days, you know you're making progress. And for me, this is true. 10, 15 years ago, I would have been partying, drinking. This is around Christmas time, 2022, when I'm recording this podcast. I would have probably already been at a whole bunch of different parties. I'd probably be hungover constantly for these next two weeks. I'd be going out on Boxing Day to a big party club night. I'd be going out on New Year's Eve for a big party club night. I would be in the haze for three or four weeks. And they were my bad. They were my, my they, they were they were my just standard days. That's what I used to do. Um, a good day back then would be just me not drinking. Uh, me maybe doing a, a little bit of uh, of work. That is just a standard day for me. That's a that's a bad day for me now. <laughs> you know, me me just journaling for ten minutes, and that's the only thing I did. It you know it used to be one of my best days. Uh, you know, but now that's like one of my worst days. So that's a, that that ten x leap forward within my own life has happened. My old high, my old ceiling has become an, uh, my my current floor. Um, so that's what you have to focus on. Uh, in your own life, uh, that's what you have to focus on. It's like, you know, this idea that you've got to hit your personal best every single day. Again, this comes from sort of the sports and personal success has it twisted a little bit. You know, you, you, you can't be Lionel Messi or Kylian Mbappe in the final of the World Cup every single day. They can't act like that every single day. They, 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 they don't show up every day playing at that level. They show up you know, in cycles, they prepare for it, they have their energy levels right, and then boom, they go for it. So, but at the end of the day, you know that these elite stars and these elite sports players, they have a very high floor. They're not smoking weed or, or doing drugs or staying up late or, or eating shitty food or whatever that may be. They're not doing that stuff. And then when it comes to them performing, they're able to hit PBs. So, having a high floor is way more than way more important way more important than hitting personal bests that's just my opinion it's it's a lesson it's an idea that i've learned this year i spent a little bit of time on it because again i'm pushing back against your normal personal development sort of sports development you know the way that people talk about sports quite a lot and use it as a reference in business and it's always like yeah how to how to be more successful hit those personal bests no personal bests are for once or twice or three times a year, max. The rest of the time, it's about having those really high uh, minimum standards of excellence and having them being really high on a daily basis. You know, not doing that dumb shit. Anyway, let's move on. 14, breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. I've had, I've had, yeah, I've had some breakdowns this year. I'm not gonna lie. Hitting a wall is good for you if you take the lessons on board. This is a lesson I pulled all the way back from January this year. I had a horrible January, horrible January. I had an offer that was around procrastination. I think I spoke to about 15 different people plus on a calls on December and January. I, I had a lot of people book phone calls with me. I thought I was going to have a massive, massive December and January uh, of this past year. And I, I didn't, I, I hardly signed a client. I think I went, I didn't, actually, I don't think I signed a client in January. I think it was early February. I finally turned things around. It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. I, it was a, it was a breakdown, and that breakdown was a barrier because my offer didn't match 
my audience or I wasn't, it was too generic. I, I, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into it. But I hit that barrier and back in January when I was in it, I didn't see it as an opportunity. But by mid-February, I saw it as an opportunity. By March, I even saw it as a huge opportunity. Now I'm sitting here in December, a year later, I'm like, I'm so effing glad it happened because I was sick with COVID the last few weeks, as I may have mentioned. <laughs> but I've still had leads coming into my business because my offer's a lot stronger. Where last year, I had no business in December and no business in January and I struggled and, and the offer didn't match what I was trying to do and it was all over the place and I had, had a breakdown. I'd, I was really frustrated with it. I couldn't understand what was going on. And then I've been sick this month and I, I've got new business. I've got new clients, got new leads. It's been great. And that all comes from the lessons that I took out of that breakdown earlier this year. If you, you have to learn from these barriers and but to get better, you have to hit the barriers. You have something to learn, lean into it, look at the barrier, take the lessons. That's how we grow, that's how we grow. Anyway, number 15, big lesson for me, uh, and, and something that really helped me actually get over this barrier was high hope people are more likely to overcome barriers in their lives and succeed. I, I truly believe this. I, I'm like a dog with a bone sometimes. I'm like a dog chasing a car, chasing its own tail, whatever, you, whatever analogy you wanna use. The hope that I knew that I had done big things in my past before, that I had succeeded and overcome things, it kicked in in January and February of this year. Hope was my fuel. If you can see the benefit of overcoming your obstacles, you will find the motivation to keep going. High hope gives you, gives you a positive framing. Everything is about positive framing. I, I didn't let it beat me. Even though I was frustrated, even though I was having that breakdown and I was like, oh, what's going on? I still had that hope. I still knew inside me, I can figure this out. I figured out bigger things. I've done big things in my past. I can figure this out as well. And I did. And I did. And I will continue to improve on it. But yeah, high hope people are more likely to overcome barriers. It's just, just fact. Don't let that hope don't let that flame inside you die. Don't let that, do not let that die because that flame will keep you bright on the darkest of nights. I don't know where I'm going with that analogy, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, number 16, we're getting through it here. We're nearly done, we're nearly done. And uh, number 16, those who ignore the compound effect and switch directions every six months or less will struggle to create the success they want. This is a reminder that I had. Again, this one comes from earlier this year. There were opportunities that came up for me this year around helping people with Twitter growth or doing slightly different things with, you know, uh, that weren't really based around what I wanted to do, you know, business opportunities. Uh, and I could have switched, I could have pivoted, but I didn't, I didn't do that because everything takes longer than you think it will. If you don't commit, you won't win. When you start, expect results to come in maybe six months plus or a year that, that it's going to take longer. So when I was at my lowest point this year, uh, when I was struggling, when I was in that, that, that breakdown, I had an opportunity maybe to do things differently. There was some Twitter growth ideas, which I don't really focus on. I don't really want to do it. It's not my business. I love working one-on-one -on -one with people. I might bring a group cohort in at some point, maybe next year in, in 2023. But I love working one-on-one -on -one with people. I love that, uh, helping them with their self-performance. It's it's why I'm here. It's why I'm doing this. So to, to split off and, and have my intent, uh, attention going off in different things, I, I kind of had that feeling like, oh, if I do this, am I then 
changing directions and building a bridge to an island I don't even want to travel to. I'm, I'm, I'm changing direction on my GPS. Uh, am I like that meme, you know, the two guys in the mine where the top guy's walking away with a pickaxe over his shoulder where there's a diamond just just a, a few inches next to him and then the guy below is still hammering away, getting to his stuff. You know, I, I almost felt like that, that, that meme. So, you know, that's where the compound effect kicks in. If you stick stick with the barriers, if you stick with the dark times when you're at your lowest, rather than switching gears and being like, oh, I'm going to stop being a success coach or, or, or one-on-one coach and I'm going to go and help people grow on Twitter or grow on LinkedIn or you're going to switch over and do some different type of content, whatever that is, what you're doing is you're, 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 you're basically giving the middle finger to the compound effect. Because the combine effect takes time to kick in. And again, the back end of this year, I felt that by sticking with it, by not giving up, by being a dog with a bone, by by just chewing down on it, that compound has kicked in. So it's a big lesson for me. Okay, number 17. 99% of the changes you need to make require adapting your behavior and emotions. But, but, 90% of the time you will attempt to make that change with hacks, shortcuts and half-baked strategies before realizing it was an internal shift that was needed after all. I am a big, I, I don't know, I just, I, I've made this mistake so many times where rather than actually digging deep with the emotions, rather than actually digging deep and going into my journal, I've been like, what strategy can I get here? What course can I buy? What book can I read? When, I, when, when it, it's really getting really deep and honest with yourself and actually realizing you've got to change your behaviors. You've got to improve your standards. And I think a lot, again, again, we're hammering on the personal development industry here on the normal sort of success industry. I think it's so predicated on doing courses, reading books and, and you know, looking for these technical solutions when underneath it all, the reason why you're not going after things and the reason why you're you're not where you are is, is you. It's you. It's how you're showing up mentally, emotionally, and physically. It's what you're doing. It's not the, a new skill you need to build or a new course you need to 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 go through and complete. It's it's you. It's you not adapting your behaviors and not adapting your standards. So you're raising them to the level of success that you want to achieve, and and, and that's that that that. That's the facts. That's the facts. That's a big lesson I've learned maybe over the last two years, especially being an entrepreneur. But that, that's a huge one. And I, and I keep bringing it up because I see so many people, even people who hire me, they go straight to the technical stuff. They go straight to the, the strategies and, uh, and you know, the, 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 the courses and the books rather than actually sitting down and being like, well, do I need to change here? Yeah, you, you kind of do. That's the answer. Anyway, number 18. Let's go. Nearly done here. Having regular conversations with a future version of yourself who's completed all your goals is an essential journaling exercise. This is a lesson I pulled out from halfway through the year uh, because I actually started talking to my future self. Uh, Around about April, I think it was actually, maybe May, I think it was a Joe Dispenza book I read. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but he talked about having this future version of yourself or this future vision uh, and some of the journaling exercises around that. And you can literally ask yourself, you know, how would I how, how would I deal with this current situation? You're asking the future version of yourself who's already completed the, the, this these tasks, already created the millions of dollars, the success, whatever it is in your life, you know, got a lovely house, a great family, the healthy, mentally, emotionally, physically. You ask them, well, how did you do that? And the funny thing is you probably have the answer. Actually, no, you don't, not probably. You do, you do have the answer. You know exactly, you know exactly what you have to do. 
It, that's the truth. You know exactly what you have to do. If you ask yourself honestly, if you ask a future version of yourself honestly for advice, you'll get really good advice. So if you're not journaling like this, uh, at least quarterly, you're at a disadvantage to those who are. Clarity comes from processing your own thoughts. Get in there, process them, ask yourself big questions. This leads into number 19, a big lesson that I really have tried to solidify this year. It's one of those capabilities, a bit of a platitude, but it's one of those capabilities that that you have to do it and believe it to actually really understand it. And that is be, do, have. You already have all you need to succeed within you. You need to act from a place of of knowing success is inevitable. You just need to act like it's going to happen. So you're going to take those actions. So you got to ask yourself regularly, you know, if I was who I wanted to be, how would I react to the situation? It's very much like the last question. You're asking yourself quite a lot. How would I, if I, if I already knew what to do, what would I do? And, and again, I'll repeat this. You know, if you ask yourself, you know, it, it just, it just, it just is like that. You have all that power inside of you. Anyway, moving on. Number 20, number 20, a habit that I have solidified with so much joy this year I love it. I love it so much. Daily walks are a life-changing habit. I just that's the only that's the lesson. It's the lesson. All areas of life improve when you take time to go for walks. It's just simple facts. If there's one habit I I, I would get everybody to do in in life now, it's go for these walks. I used to be super sporadic with my walks. I used to go for jogs a bit more often. I would even walk the dog and think that was okay. But when I really this year, I really committed early in the year, I think it was early spring, all the way back in March, April, I really committed to going for daily walks. And I can quite honestly say it's life changing. It has helped me so much mentally, emotionally and physically this year, really solidifying that as a, as a keystone habit. As I said, I've always done it before. I've had a dog for many years. I used to go out for a lot of jogs two, three times a week doing a little 5Ks. But I the thinking that happens when you're walking is so far superior to the thinking that happens when you're jogging, in my opinion. And also, I don't really jog. I kind of run because I can't do things slowly. <laughs> Even I walk fast as well and talk fast. I do everything fast. But yeah, daily walks, elite, elite habit. Anyway, 21, 21, 21. Sonic Drake there for a second. Stop. Uh, 21, <laughs> never chase anything, uh, expecting it to fill an emotional hole or change your life because... Drum roll, please. It won't. And that's a big lesson for me over the last 18 months. Hitting targets or goals doesn't change your life. Doesn't, doesn't, might feel good. And you might think it's going to change your life. Oh, I've got this X amount of money in the bank now. Oh, life, life's still the same. It's the habits and standards that you build to get you to those goals that actually change your life. That's the reward. Uh, You know, it's like that old saying, it, the journey is the reward, not the destination. This is true here. That the, the skills, habits, and abilities that you build to create your success—that's that's 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 the juice, that's the reward. Uh, but I've made the mistake of, of expecting these results. You know, signing clients, uh, hitting certain monthly revenue numbers. Even back when I was working in corporate, hitting certain uh, big six-figure roles, thinking, "Hey, I've won." No, I hadn't won, but I had because of the habits that actually that I built to get me there actually were the were the reward. But I hadn't really, really deeply solidified that as a lesson in my life. But this year, it really has hit home, and it's removed a lot of stress for me because now I know I I'm succeeding every day. Now I'm, all my goals are verbalized in a way that I succeed at them daily. So I'm I'm moving towards my dream constantly every single day, and and that's a 
big reason. Number 21, not chasing things and expecting them to fill an emotional hole because it, it, just, it just won't. It just won't. And then finally, finally, number 22, the biggest lesson. The biggest le- it's not the biggest lesson. It just happened to be the 22nd one, but we'll call it that. We'll, be- we'll make it the biggest lesson. <laughs> the biggest lesson <laughs> of 2022 is you have to let go to grow. It's a great lesson. You have to let go to grow. Letting go isn't just about releasing trapped negative emotions or the expectation of results. The key to letting go is to let go of everything. Everything. Good. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the wonderful. Anything that brings you joy, anything that brings you negativity, let go of it. Let let your body, let your mind, let your soul learn the lessons and then let go of it. Now, let go of all of it. Now, the thing that I didn't really understand until this year, reading books by David Hawkins, Letting Go, it was called, uh, Michael Singer, the, the Way of Surrender, I would hold on to the positive things. I would. I would just hold on because I, I thought that's what you did. You you want more positive things. So you hold on to the positive things, but then you're desiring or attaching to a certain emotion and feeling when every time you win, it's different. It's not the same. Every every, every success isn't the same. It's not, You're not going to get the same feeling. It's going to be different levels. But if you're holding on for it to be the same thing, you're, you're always going to be sad because the, the first time you succeed, you, you put a glamour to it. You, you you have this the first client you signed, the first money you made online, the first time you started a business, the first time you sold a business, whatever that is, you have this, you felt so good. Then you think every time you do the same thing after that, it should feel like that, but it's not going to because you you made the end of this fantastic thing that happened to you. But you got to let go of that. It's yeah, it was a great thing, but it's ruining all the rest of your things. Just like all the negative shit is ruining all all, all the things as well. So we have a we have a tendency to think about letting go of negative, you know, of the anger, of depression, of the of the negative side of things. But we've got to let go of the good as well because we're not letting our letting our souls and our minds and our bodies enjoy that lesson. So that's been a massive framing, and and you could argue it was the biggest lesson. <laughs> of 2022 and that's why it's at the end uh yeah no it it, it it was a big lesson for me um it's something i'm still learning to do if i'm being brutally honest and, and that's i am always brutally honest with with you guys listening to this you folks listening to this and myself but yeah you gotta let go to grow massive 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 yeah as we get closer to 2023 you still got a couple of weeks here to pull out some great lessons. I would advise everybody listening to this to pull out their key lessons for 2022. Do your 22 for 22. I love this time of year and getting a head start on the new year in December because when January 1st comes around, I'm already primed. I'm already ready to rock and roll and I advise you to do the same thing. I'm looking forward to a huge 2023 for you, for me, for everybody listening to this, for everybody in the world. I don't care if you don't listen to this. Millions, billions of people won't hear this, but I, I, I wish them a absolutely fantastic 2023 uh thank you for being a listener to the sps podcast this was episode 35 22 lessons from 2022 thank you very much for joining me i'm Stephen timoney you can check me out on twitter at steve timoney that's s-t-e-v-e-t-i-m-o-n-e-y or you can slide on over to my website which is stephentimoney.com s-t-e-p-h-e-n-t-i-m-o-n-e-y.com and you can check out my coaching offer if you like what i'm talking about here click on the links in the show notes below the pro accelerator my program to help business leaders and entrepreneurs and business owners save time make more money and just become fantastic fantastic if you want a little bit of that in 2023 hit me up but thank you thank you for being here thank you for listening to me 
talk with my COVID voice, with my COVID getting over it, still not fully back yet. But hey, we've got lots of podcasts coming for you. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you in the next one. Make it a good one. Ta-ra.